0: This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson.
1: What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here at our Smoothie King Center studios, getting you ready for tonight's matchup between the Pelicans and the Timberwolves hope this Tuesday finds you well hope all those that got to enjoy a long weekend hopefully you all did enjoy that and hope it was a good weekend for you and we're back at it as uh, the Pelicans take on Minnesota tonight as I mentioned they did play yesterday in Memphis Tennessee part of Martin Luther King Jr. Day and unfortunately the Pelicans fell to the Grizzlies 101 to 99 dropping them to 13 and 27 the Grizzlies improved to 24 and 19 the Pelicans Played well for the most part. We're leading after quarters one, two, and three, but the Grizzlies outscore the Pelicans 29 to 23 in the fourth, and go on to win 101 to 99. They made some huge three pointers down the stretch. Two of them from Matt Barnes, one from Jeff Green, a couple from Courtney Lee as well, and they played pretty good as they had five players in double figures. Four of the five scoring 16 points: Marcus Ole, Courtney Lee. Jeff Green and Matt Barnes, as I mentioned, they also shoot 47% from the field. That's Memphis, 35 of 75, and they hit eight three-pointers on the night. The Pelicans shoot just six. They're six of 19 from downtown, 36 of 74, though, from the field at 49%. The 74 shots, not what Alvin Gentry had in mind. The last couple games, it's been in the 90s and 100. Today only, or yesterday, only 74, and the turnovers were a big problem. In the last couple of games, in the wins, the Pelicans were averaging seven and a half turnovers per game. Today, they doubled that. Or last, I keep saying today, yesterday they doubled that with 15 turnovers. The Grizzlies were able to score 10 points off those turnovers. No Tyreek Evans; he was a late scratch due to that sore right knee. It swelled up before the game, so Norris Cole gets the start. 10 points for him, five of 12 shooting. Drew Holiday was great off the bench. 23 points, nine assists, nine of 13 shooting. I'll ask Jim Hoffer from Pelicans.com about Drew's play. These last couple games, and Anthony Davis, six of twelve shooting, twenty-one points, eight rebounds, nine of eleven from free throw line. He sat out a good portion of the third quarter. Uh, he got pushed in the back, which is what his problem has been as far as his injury is concerned. After that dive against Indiana about a week and a half ago, so that was bothering him yesterday for a little bit. He did come back. Um, no status on his uh, playing. No status of whether he's playing today or not. I'm assuming he will, but we'll keep an eye on that as well as Tyreek Evans for tonight. Again, the Timberwolves roll into town. Should be a good one. Three number one picks overall in the game. You have Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins on Minnesota. Anthony Davis on the Pelicans side. Um, As much as these two teams don't have a great record, it should be a fun game just to watch those three in action. So tickets are still available if you want to come 504-525-HOOP or visit Pelicans. We'll also talk to Tremera from the Pelicans dance team, part of the Pelicans planner that you can see on Pelicans.com. She'll kind of give you the scoop on uh, which games to look out for this week, which is Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and what is going on during those three games. Also, we'll have Tass Mellis from the starters on NBA TV. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary. How about that? And Tass is here from NBA TV, part of Fan Night. So The Pelicans and Timberwolves will be on national television for those outside of the New Orleans market. You can watch it on NBA TV as part of Fan Night, and he will come by the Smoothie King Center studios and talk about the Pelicans, talk about the NBA, and also talk about a show that's lasted 10 years. So, we're excited to have him on, and of course, as I mentioned, it's Tuesday, which means Jim Offer from Pelicans.com will recap yesterday's game and kind of get you a preview of this homestand and also tonight's game as well. All right, let's get to it. When we come back, Jim Offer joins me from Pelicans.com, then Tass Mellis, and then we'll wrap up with Tremera on this Tuesday. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
0: Your New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out 6-Pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley's throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guy's Night Out on Thursday, January 21st against the Detroit Pistons. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guy's Night Out today.
2: Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra
3: support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King, smoothies
1: with a purpose
0: we're talking pelicans basketball on the black and blue report
1: welcome back to the show it is tuesday which means it's time to talk some pelicans basketball with my good buddy jim eikenhoffer from pelicans.com fresh off uh coming back from the trip from memphis unfortunately as we mentioned in segment one wasn't the best trip to memphis it was a close one 101 to 99 jim was there and he joins us now to talk a little pelicans hoops jim good morning happy tuesday to you happy game day
3: Happy Tuesday, happy game day to you. I'm excited to be back home and looking forward to having a stretch here. We're actually going to get to stay here and settle
1: in for a little while. I know. This is actually weird, though, that we – I don't think we've had a Tuesday um, Jim Eichenhofer segment on a game day. It's been a while since we've had a Tuesday home game.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it may have happened pretty early in the season, maybe maybe November. Mm -hmm. But it has been a while. So it's – get to spend an extra – in an inordinate amount of time talking basketball with you today so i always look forward to that
1: you know i always call jim a diva because sometimes he uh is a little late or i he needs a couple minutes and then today i had to text him and say i'm 10 minutes late because of traffic so it's uh, been that kind of morning but uh jim let's talk about this game from yesterday 101 to 99 and i think the big theme that caught my eye was in the last two wins you're averaging just seven and a half turnovers per game you doubled that yesterday 15 turnovers what was the biggest takeaway from you for you um from last night's game
3: um I thought it's funny it seems like even though at this point in the season where with where they are in the standings you you never you don't want to talk about moral victories or anything like that there's definitely improvement in terms of the way they've been playing if you look at their recent losses it seems like they've been in almost every game so I mean, it seemed like it was another one. It reminded me a little bit of the Clippers game that they just lost to them in overtime, where you did a lot of stuff well, a lot of things went right, you gave yourself a chance to win, but at the end of the game, you ended up with a kind of a bitter defeat. And unfortunately, um, as we've talked about before, at this stage, I feel like if the circumstances were different, you would you'd be able to, you know, talk more about moral victories and stuff like that and, and playing well, but. Really, right now, I feel like the difference between getting a win and, and not in a situation like that is huge. And so, But on the other hand, if they keep playing the way they did yesterday, I feel like, especially now that they're at home and this stretch coming up, they're not playing against the elite of the NBA, you'd like to think if they can carry over some of this to these next two weeks that they'll be able to put together a lot of wins and, and start moving up the, the standings.
1: Yeah, I thought the team played pretty good yesterday. It was a close game. But when you're 13-27 and now and you're still chasing a playoff spot, I think the margin of error is pretty slim. Um, Eventually, you're going to start winning these kinds of games. Um, How much is the margin of error now when you're heading into a seven-game stretch, um, all of those games at home?
3: I think it's pretty small because, as we've also talked about before, um, after this stretch, the schedule gets tougher. You start playing against tougher teams. And it, you know you could go through the list of all the other teams that are right ahead of them in the standings, who may have a tough stretch right now. Like Utah's on the road for a, a long road trip, but then they go back home. So I feel like the time is really now to make up ground. If you you know you could you could go through this stretch, and right now they're four and a half games out of eighth. If they, if they could go through this stretch, play decent, there'll be three or four games out, and it'll be a, I think it'll be kind of a wasted opportunity. So I mean, you, you could end up going through this seven-game homestand, still being in the race, still kind of being there. But then now you're in a situation where the schedule turns against you and you start having to play like the Spurs and the Thunder. And so you could be back in a situation where it's going to be hard to even make up ground. If, if anything, you're going to just hope that you don't start losing ground with you know how difficult the opposition becomes right after this homestand.
1: So it's basically like a make or break, I would say, as far as what direction you want to head towards the season. You know, I get a lot of calls during post game talking about trades and Pelicans making moves. Do you think Dell is kind of on hold just to see maybe how this homestand goes as far as whether what direction he wants to take as far as this season and also moving forward to next season?
4: It
3: could be. I mean, I can only guess on that. Right. But I will say, too, that that one thing that definitely takes place across the NBA, whether not not just here, but you know, all over the place is that as you get closer to the to the trade deadline, situations um, related to a lot of teams in the NBA changes. So as you get closer to the trade deadline, there might be a team right now that is in in a situation where they think, okay, we we need one guy to plug in that will help us a ton. And you know, when when it starts to get down to crunch time, when I, I forget what what the, the the trade deadline is i know it's in mid february um when you, as you get closer to that i think teams start to get a little bit more desperate and maybe not desperate but they start to get a, they have a little more urgency to say you know times running out if we want to really make a push to to become a playoff team or to move up to a level of where we can contend for a title we we might be willing to do a little more than we we're willing to do right now because on january 19th you don't really know what your circumstances are going to be going into the trade deadline or going into the playoffs, you know, the run towards the playoffs. So I think things might, you know, things open up as, as you get closer to the trade deadline, which is, I guess, which I'm what I'm trying to say. So, I mean, that might be something that comes into play as it's, it's only a few weeks away right now, but when it gets down to that last week, I think you start to see teams say, you know what, we maybe we weren't willing to do this move in December or January, but we are now because we know there's a clear reward for for some move that we might make
1: we're talking with Jim offer from Pelicans.com always part of our Tuesday conversation on the black and blue report I want to talk about Drew Holiday um, he's been playing out of his mind lately 23 points yesterday nine assists nine of 13 coming off the bench um, one we've I think we've kind of figured out that he is really comfortable coming off the bench but it seems to me Jim that he's more comfortable now in this system and is kind of running the system as Alvin Gentry wants it to be run correct
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the, the first stretch of where he came off the bench, the thing that jumped out right away was that he, his scoring was, was really good. What he's done lately is he's had um, – I think he's had three games. I think he had ten assists, ten assists, and then nine assists. So, I mean, for him to combine the, the way that he scored the ball with how he's set, setting up guys for open shots, I mean, it's just been – he's been great lately, no doubt. I mean, he's, he's been a, been a huge plus. And so if he can keep playing like that I mean you you love the way the stuff that he's giving you off the bench I know a lot of fans have asked especially people that don't necessarily follow the team every single game have asked on Twitter um how come he's not starting this is ridiculous that he's they're still having him come off the bench but I feel like it's one of those things where if it's not broke you know don't fix it mm-hmm. so um you know he's but he's done really well and and um, I know they they got to be really happy the way he's played the last few weeks especially.
1: No doubt about that. Jim, before I let you go, Timberwolves rolling into town. Uh, I believe they have the same record or around the same record as the uh, Pelicans. They're struggling a little bit, but they have some good young pieces that you're kind of seeing try to gel together a little bit. That's Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, what are some of the big things that the Pelicans need to do tonight in order to start this home stand out on the right note?
3: I think one thing, the way Minnesota's been playing lately, they, they won their last game against Phoenix, which is really struggling. So it wasn't necessarily the kind of win that makes you say, like, everything's fixed or, you know, we have a ton of confidence. But I, I feel like the way Minnesota's been playing, they if the, the Pelicans need to get off to a good start and just put a lot of doubt in their minds about this, this game, um, they had a long losing streak prior to that Phoenix win. So it's one of those teams that, you just don't want them to hang around, especially on the road. You want to put them in a big hole right off the bat and then, you know, put it away after that if you can do that. Um, the other thing, Minnesota's not a very good um, three-point shooting team or really a good perimeter shooting team at all. So I think rebounding is big tonight because there's probably going to be a lot of those available. And, you know, New Orleans has been playing a lot better defense, so you hope, you hope that you can carry over um a lot some of those improvements into into tonight against a team that really um has not played well lately at all
1: that's jim ikenoffer from pelicans.com be sure to look out for him uh all across the web today on the mobile app with his uh game day preview also during the game and uh, afterwards you can head on over to the pelicans radio network where he'll he'll join me and we'll talk about hopefully a pelicans win to start this seven game homestand jim since it is a long home, Stan, I know you're excited to be in your chateau for an extensive period of time, and I hope you enjoy it.
3: Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to joining you multiple times after these next few games now that we're actually getting to be at home for more than, like, two games in a row.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Jim will join me on Pelicans OT after every home game in studio. Um, so if you want to chime in and give Jim a call, uh, I call it Ask, Ask the Expert. So um, it's definitely... Uh, worth it if you want to hear Jim's input on the game and just anything if you want to talk Pelicans on our uh, radio show after the game. Jim, we'll see you at the arena tonight.
3: Sounds good looking forward to it Daniel.
1: Alright when we come back we'll get a national perspective on the Pelicans and everything going on around the NBA with Task Mellis from the starters which is on NBA TV. Stay with us, you're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
2: Life is busy Healthcare with peace of mind. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, January 23rd against the Milwaukee Bucks. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit Pelicans.com today.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson.
1: Welcome back to the show. It is Pelicans and Timberwolves tonight at the Smoothie King Center. It's also on NBA TV, part of Fan Night, and because of that, I welcome in Tass Mellis, from NBA TV. He's also part of the show Starters. He is here for Fan Night and joining me now to talk a little bit about the Pelicans Timberwolves and get a national perspective on this team and everything going on around the NBA task. Uh, Welcome to New Orleans. Daniel thank you so much for having me. So let's talk about first the Starters which is a show you're on on NBA TV celebrating its 10th anniversary. I know a few of those are with NBA TV but for those who don't know kind of how would you describe the show?
5: Uh, I mean, it's from a fan's perspective. We're all non-athletes. I mean, you know, we're weekend warriors in our own way, but we're non-professional athletes. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we started it from that perspective. Uh, you said it 10 years ago. It's unbelievable that it's uh, we started in 2006 back in Canada uh, as a podcast, independent podcast, uh, a daily show that, you know, we're just talking about ball. And, and you know, we're, my, my co-host and I, Skeets, at that time, we were just intensely into basketball. Uh, season seat holders for the Toronto Raptors and uh, you know we just got out of college at that point and we wanted to do something creative so it snowballed into a daily video show and then picked up by a Canadian media station and then NBA TV Um, and uh, it's uh, it's a fun ride it's it's us being sort of quirky and uh, you know off the wall while you know just maintaining humor and realizing that we're talking about basketball uh, while taking the league pretty seriously as well we you know pride ourselves on intently watching games mm-hmm. intently watching pelicans games and, and every team in the league
1: i feel like you kind of mentioned it but it's kind of like a bunch of dudes sitting around talking basketball but yeah. in a television presence is it kind of basically like that
5: yeah you, you summed it up i think I, I should have just handed it over to you <laughs> uh i it, yeah that that was the idea behind the show originally mm-hmm. it's you want to be hanging with your buds watching talking talking the game and you know that's what we do from uh, you know hopefully that's the, the vibe we give off uh even though it's on television or in podcast form as well, uh, it's uh, it's just it's just dudes watching a game and um, you know trying to break it down from also like a, you know a, an expert perspective while again uh, just having some fun at the same time.
1: Now you mentioned it show originated in Canada and the All Star Game is in Toronto this year. So for, for a ten year anniversary, y'all are going to be in uh, in Canada in Toronto for the All Star Game. I mean that's got to be a pretty cool thing. After 10 years, now you're going back there, and you'll have shows all week long from Toronto.
5: This is an audio podcast, but I'm uh, I'm getting shivers up my yep. spine. You might <laughs> not be able to see it right now, but it's uh, it, it is really cool. And uh, Toronto has been looking for this. Uh, you know, obviously, neurons experienced it a couple of years ago, but Toronto uh, built up their their stadium and, and the, the surrounding infrastructure to have this happen. Uh, so they uh, they're very excited up there. I have guaranteed that it's going to be warmer than New York City was last year okay. for All Star Weekend, because it was so cold. Yeah, and, and uh, you know the NBA is taking a chance, putting it up in another cold weather city, uh, but it's um, it'll be warmer, uh, and the Canadian people and their friendliness, just like down here in the in the South, will will uh, make it just as warm.
1: Yeah, should be a fun one, that's for sure. So you're here for Fan Night, which is tonight. Timberwolves and Pelicans, both teams. Really not with the best record. Pelicans thirteen and twenty-seven. Timberwolves thirteen and twenty-nine. But lots of guys to look out for. I mentioned earlier in our show. Timberwolves have Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, a lot of young talent that's still developing. They have Anthony Davis on the other side. What are you intrigued the most about for this matchup tonight?
5: Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I I, I do like you know the the Towns Anthony Davis matchup. It, it's hard to look past that. Uh, it's. It's incredible watching Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he doesn't seem like a rookie to me mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah, he is extremely smooth on the court, off the court. Uh, to go up, you know, number one picks um, go up against each other like that. Uh, I'm definitely watching that. Uh, you know, AD is going to look at him and say, "I mean, you're you're a rook. I'm going to take advantage of you." Uh, and that's always fun to see from a young player like Anthony Dav- Davis is, from his perspective when you got a younger player on you you think you can crush him and uh, so that's that's going to be fun to watch and uh, you know for Pelicans fans that haven't seen Andrew Wiggins, uh, he's one of the best players in the game, but he's extremely extremely humble about it. Uh, you know he's not likely not going to be an all-star quite this year but it's written all over him. Uh, he is just slowly getting better and better and better and and you, you like that about him he, like, he's grounded. And I'm not just saying it because he's a fellow Canadian, but mm-hmm. uh, he he knows he can get uh, he can get better, and it just takes time. So you know the Wolves they they've got a good thing going on. I feel like with, with Sam Mitchell, there's a lot of uh, teaching going on on that side of things. So um, you know the Pelicans have have the opportunity, obviously, to win a game um, because you know the Wolves don't don't play to their potential most often, uh, and that's why the record is so poor. But you know coming off a of back to back um, you know the the wolves should be obviously a, a good amount fresher
1: yeah no doubt about that carl uh, anthony towns kind of seems like it has the same role i would say as anthony davis coming in with a younger team anthony davis emerged as the leader of this team still trying to you know learn the different ways to be a leader on the pelicans but you think carl anthony towns is kind of taking that same approach being the number 1 pick kind of that young guy but soon to be that leader of that ball club
5: yeah, it's a good question because Andrew Wiggins is, is the leading scorer. Right. Uh, they they go to him more often. Um, so I, I think Wiggins might always be the leading scorer. It's it's a really interesting question because if anything, I think they'll be one and one a mm-hmm. uh, because they're just they're both so talented and uh, I, Wiggins is leading the league in n one opportunities for a, a second year player to be doing that. Uh, You know, above Braun, uh, above Harden, just going into the hold and getting hit. I I don't think you can stop him, really. Uh, And, you know, they moved him uh, to the two spot as well, just so he doesn't have to deal with threes Mm -hmm. as often. Uh, But Carl Anthony Towns is, is, is smooth as butter. I mean, he's already shooting threes, and he only shot eight threes in his one year at Kentucky, but he's, you know, Sam Mitchell called him his best shooter. He is so well-rounded right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, you can't. This, the potential is dripping off him, but uh, I, I think I think Wiggins is it's the same sort of scenario. So if they can learn to play together, uh, you know, throw in a Zach Levine who has a you know learning to do, but he's right. extremely talented. They've got a future there.
1: We're talking with Tass Mellis from NBA TV, part of the show Starters. Let's talk about the Pelicans a little bit, 13-27. and 27. I think a lot of people were kind of surprised, including myself, about how they've started off the year. They started off 1-11 and 11 and are now 12-16 and 16 since then. Starting to play a little bit better, but still obviously need some luck and a string of wins in order to get back in the playoff hunt. What have you noticed from this team through 40 games?
5: Well, I've been on the Pelicans' mm-hmm. bandwagon, you know, as – as those 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 few wins have come like few and far between and i remember that november friday night it was a win against the spurs uh and and we talked about it on the show afterwards uh you know we we basically put a percentage on how likely do you think the pelicans are to make the postseason you know and uh it was i think they're two and eleven at the time uh and i was comfortable saying i really think they're going to make the postseason um but at the same time uh I think the injuries—not not just injuries—and guys coming back, uh, you know, late—it's it's the the effect that they haven't been up to their played to their capabilities mm-hmm. after they've come back, and it's just taking them time to get accustomed to playing together. That being said, after that and and getting back healthy uh, and getting their legs under underneath them, uh, it's it's been. Um, uh, just a, a, a little bit upsetting watching them not play to their capabilities, not play as hard, especially on the defensive end, not be able to rotate and move and, and watching guys score. Uh, it's been uh, a little bit upsetting, uh, you know, from from my perspective because I, I had penciled these guys in as a lock preseason, and then, you know, definitely the worries came in when you saw Omar Asik uh, and Tyreek Evans and, and Drew Holiday's minutes restriction. Uh, that being said i th- i thought that they would be uh, a playoff team and it's still still not over you know as we as we record this they still have a shot yeah. uh, they really just have to sort of mentally turn it around because they are healthy enough um you know omar Asik is a, is a huge question to me um, he's got a i don't know i don't know how lingering the injuries are but they they seem to be sort of hanging with them and then the tyreek evans scenario um it's uh it's interesting because i love drew holiday as well Um, I think that if he was entirely healthy at his size, you know, him and him and Anthony Davis should be an all-star combo going forward. Um, but you know, his injuries are obviously staying with him and he's, and he's coming off the bench. So all these names and all these pieces, um, are are interesting and, and I'm not sure if they, they make a move before the, the trade deadline or just sort of stay, stand
1: pat. I think this seven-game homestand can kind of determine whether Dell makes a few moves for this year or maybe possibly towards next year. And if we were talking about uh, a 13-27 record last year in the Western Conference, you would say no way. You don't even have to worry about the playoffs this year. But as you mentioned, they're only four and a half games back of the Jazz. It's kind of a – when it's hard to say how to describe the teams down there, but you can tell that the West is very top-heavy. Are you surprised by, you know, the Jazz who are in eighth with a losing record, yet the Pelicans will only 13 wins, fourth or fifth worst record in the NBA, but still were within four and a half games back of the playoffs. So are you surprised by how the West has played out so far? Oh, definitely.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's been disappointing. Uh, you know, we talked about coming into the year how incredibly difficult the Western Conference was going to be. Uh, you know, the Pelicans I thought were the seventh best team, and then I thought there were you know six locks for the postseason, and, and you think. Well, two of those teams are going to get eliminated in the first round when they're, in my mind, coming into the season, you know, they're, a couple, they're all sort of uh, championship contenders. And, you know, I'm, I'm not just sort of exaggerating. Uh, Houston, Memphis are those like five, six teams that I, I thought would be great, but they're sort of hovering, you know, just above 500 now. And then, uh, you know, the Clippers and OKC to join Golden State in San Antonio. So that you're right. It's really top-heavy. Um, I'm surprised that the Pelicans are, are still in the playoff picture. It's sort of a blessing and a curse that mm-hmm. it's four, they're four and a half games out. Does Dell Demps just sort of pull the plug on the season and, and make a deal and get an asset? Um, or do they go for the postseason? And it would be an easy decision if they turned it around during this homestand, as you mentioned. Uh, can they just get a little bit closer? But, you know, the Jazz have... Have been impressive, actually. You know, I thought they would be fighting for the eighth seed with the Mavs, um, and the way they've hung on, even though they're five games under 500, they've had a ton of injuries themselves. Uh, so they've hung on pretty, pretty well. They've been impressive, and uh, it's, it's not going to be easy to catch them now that they're getting back to healthy. Mm-hmm.
1: Should be an interesting. Uh, last 41 games for the Pelicans after tonight. Before I let you go, since we are at the halfway point, um, what do you? Give me a storyline or a player or a team that you're kind of who we should look out for, who you're looking out for in this last half of the season. Whether it's you know whether it's the Warriors making the run at the Bulls of 72 wins, whether it's you know can the Spurs who are playing as well as the Warriors right now catch them? Give me something that maybe you're looking out for these last 41 games of the season before the playoffs. Well, that's a good question. We've been
5: waiting for Spurs Warriors all season. We haven't seen them play. It's almost is- there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's on NBA TV plug i didn't actually mean to do that but you're allowed you're allowed when you come uh, on
1: you can plug <laughs> uh,
5: monday uh is the first time january 25th is the first time uh that they're playing first of four games and we saw on thursday how the warriors dismantled the Cavs, mm-hmm. and, and they don't fear the Cavs whatsoever but if there is one team that is a tiny bit in their head i, I think it is the spurs and uh you know they they haven't beat the Spurs in the postseason there there is a difference there so uh, there's a respect level that no other team warrants like the San Antonio Spurs do and, and you know that the San Antonio Spurs aren't going to buckle aren't going to fade away so that game in their series I mean we basically almost have a playoff series within the regular season yeah. between them still to come which is really cool uh, so I think that's uh, definitely what I'm looking forward to and and you know I I think everyone talks about those two teams but I think the OKC Thunder are Are right there Um, and yeah they're not playing their best basketball quite yet Um, but you know they're sitting on pace for about 60 wins and they could be there as well and the Clippers aren't far behind that and the Clippers have had some really good games against the Warriors despite losing so we just said that the Western Conference has been a little bit disappointing that is true but now I'm just uh, trying to build them back up because I do think that they're those those couple teams are gonna give Golden State and San Antonio a challenge. There's, none of those are, um, are 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 sweeps by any means, mm-hmm. or even five game series. I think those will, those two teams, especially uh, you know especially the Thunder and the Clippers, I think are right there, knocking on the door. Those four teams in the West are gonna give us some great second round series if that's the way it shakes down.
1: Yeah, very top heavy Western Conference for sure. Should be a interesting last half of the NBA season. That's Tas Mellis from NBA TV. Make sure to look out for him on the show the starters celebrating their 10th anniversary make sure to look out for them in toronto for some all-star coverage starting uh, valentine's day weekend tass enjoy uh your trip to new orleans here i know you have a day at least or at least this afternoon to get some good food and uh hopefully enjoy a good game tonight some great food and uh hopefully a better ball game thanks for having me on daniel no problem when we come back i'll wrap up this tuesday edition of the black and blue report
5: You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminex. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all.
4: And I'm Ed Martin,
5: Terminex entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all.
4: Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at intergtex.com. That's the power of people. Intergy.
0: It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the show. About to wrap things up from our Smoothie King Center studios here. It's a game day. Pelicans take on the Timberwolves tonight. Joining me now, is Tremera from the Pelicans dance team. She was shooting uh, earlier today the Pelicans planner. Tremera. happy game day to you. Thanks. We, we got a busy week coming up, don't you think?
4: Yes, we do. We have three games this week, and it, it, it's going to be a long week, but I hope everybody's ready to come out and see some good Pelicans basketball.
1: No doubt about that. I have to ask, since uh, we have three games at home, how do you all prepare for a long homestand like you are? Is it Do you all plan ahead where you have some of your routines all ready to go? Or is it you have a game tonight, then you practice tomorrow, then a game Thursday? How does a week like this work for you and the dance team?
4: A week like this is very stressful for us. But as long as everyone's prepared and we're ready to go, then things will just run smoothly. We actually had practice last night. And uh, we're preparing for two games last night and then tomorrow night. We also have practice as well, and then we'll be preparing for Thursday's game and Saturday's game. So we are slammed packed, but we are excited, and we cannot wait for this home stand.
1: No doubt about that. Same here. Um, what can you tell us about this home stand? Since you did the Pelicans planner this morning, what should we know about these three home games this week?
4: Yes. Well, tonight the first ten thousand fans will receive a Pelicans game night features card. Um, Courtesy of Cox and NBA TV. Uh, Also, on Thursday's game, when we play home, the first 8,000 fans in attendance will be given some Pelicans team socks. Also, on Saturday, the first 8,000 fans will receive a armband courtesy of Oshner Fitness and Health. So we just want to make sure that all of our fans get get to every home game early to get these giveaways. They're all pretty cool. Um, And we want everybody to check out the Pelicans Planner so you can get a sneak peek each day of what the giveaways actually look like so more people will come and buy their tickets and be a part of that number.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned the Pelicans Planner, but also featured on Pelicans.com throughout the month is a feature on each one of your uh, dance teammates, I should say. Um, Talk about that a little bit. Um, What should we expect from those?
4: Um, Each day, we are highlighting one of our talented teammates, and there's a full photo gallery and bios, so you definitely want to check out each member of our team and get to know them a little bit better so that everyone can have a special and different favorite member as always.
1: Yep. Check out
4: the hottest dance team in the NBA, you know.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)
4: That
1: should be cool. That should be cool. And now before I let you go, you also now have a your dance team has a Instagram and Twitter. How can folks follow you there to kind of get to know you all a little bit better?
4: Yes. If you just search at Pelicans Dance on Instagram and Twitter We have some behind-the-scenes footage and photos and videos. So those are things you can't get anywhere else except if you follow Pelicans dance.
1: All right, make sure everyone does that. And it should be a fun one tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Pelicans take on the Timberwolves. You can watch it on Fox Sports New Orleans starting at 630. Also on the Pelicans radio network starting at 630. And then, of course, we'll have it for you at 7 o'clock. That's Tremera from the Pelicans dancing. I know it's going to be a busy week, Tremera, but uh, enjoy the games and um, try to have some fun, okay?
4: Thanks, of course. We always have fun.
1: No doubt about that. All right, that will do it for this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. On Wednesday, David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans, Pelican television analyst, will be on, of course, to talk with Sean. And, of course, you never know who else We'll stop by. Until then, I'm Daniel Sallerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.